0: Baby, you're running for your life You're a sheep to be stuck in all the years No one knows Just how hard you work to do But now it's your
1: this
0: Who the hell are we and why should you listen to anything we have to say? Well, as far as myself, I have an MBA securities licenses, and clients' net worth for decades for $15 million. They have $50 million. So you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science. You use logic and you use math. And you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because, because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all can be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do it? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports, constant ton, Big Ten Channel, constant ton of just crap. So, since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of context in the sports industry, I decided to share information. Good solid i have a journalism background as well well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth elon musk said if you know the truth you can predict outcomes so what we do is we collaborate the sports betting is about collaboration we collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes and since we live in a 134 trillion dollar US market the richest country in the world for now there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over competitive but we teach decision science we teach uh, mental health mental health, first aid kit we teach uh different methods the nuts and bolts right of how to pick an investment how to analyze an investment right and sports betting is an investment of your time and your money so you have to have a very disciplined process but
2: to set the scene Uh, We were 80% first two days. Next two days, we broke even. So, we are at 59 wins. Who has 59 wins in the NCAA tournament? Let me tell you, no one. And we have 34 losses. That is 63%. Last year, we were 64%. So, we're in good position to beat last year. Uh, best I've ever had is 80% through the whole tournament. So we're we're a little, little less than that. Sharp is 59% where you could live in Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chat just came back from Vegas. Because we saw people who live in Vegas just betting all the time. 59% you could do that. We're at 64%, which is five percentage points higher than that. However, Elite is 70%. So we want to get yeah. to... Seventy percent. So for the first fifteen minutes, I'll have a timer because we're all got busy schedules. For the first fifteen minutes, we're going to debrief, right? Let's get into corporate terms because uh, we're starting the year now, right? We got to get Recording into grinding, in grinding, grind, grind, grind into football season, right? Then <laughs> take a little off. Uh, so it's debriefing in the corporate world. For me, I call it the Hawthorne effect. Whatever you track and you measure, you improve its performance by 10 to 20 percent. So for us, 64 percent, 10 percent is 74 percent elite, 20 percent, uh we're indulging ourselves in wealth, which that's what capitalism is all about, right? That's why we live in here rather than Russia or China or the Ukraine, all right? So, first thoughts as, as we get into the nuts and bolts. We'll go Scott and then Chad.
1: So, if you have watched the NCAA tournament, watch that picks, a lot of the games in the first, basically three days have gone under. Right. So, the NCAA made a, a complete 180-degree turn and said, we're going over on, on day four. And sure enough, our pre-show yesterday was... We're gonna bet the Unders until so the Unders don't hit it anymore, because that's the trend of the NCAA tournament. Right. San Diego State uh, theory, so to speak. And sure enough, yeah, because I'm 11 and
2: 0, right? So, to 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 yep. qualify some things. Yep. As we get into yep. corporate mode again, to detail, again to the 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 structure, and then we get to true crime. We'll have a real structure of the podcast. But yep. so sure so two sure things. Enough. So so what is the NCAA in your opinion? Who and what are the NCAA? That made the adjustments in the line.
1: Well, it had to be the first guy is the tournament chair, uh, the guy that, that set, you know, was in charge of, of making this tournament. Right. Probably was not a, a guy that was happy with with how the results were going, which is a lot of low scoring games, a lot of missed three pointers, a lot of defense.
2: Right. Um,
1: and I think you started to see the turn in the UCLA game when the guy get plowed at the end. Um, I right, think I think so too.
2: I think I think that's yeah, when the fix yeah. started. You see, La saw, like, uh, I mean,
3: an, another key thing was on those under days. I mean, I'm there's five minutes left in the game, and there's like one team has three fouls and one team has two fouls. Yeah, they made it. There was a message for those refs saying, "Hey, we got to get these teams into the bonus early. We need you to call some ticky tack shit." You <laughs> saw that in every game. I mean, that Pitt Xavier game was it was over from the beginning, but they started slowing down. Right. They started calling all these ticky tack fouls and they were, no one was getting free throws It actually gave the under like a, a, chance like without, you know, all that, those calls. Um, and the numbers were getting bet down so much. Right. I mean, numbers were coming down three, four points that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was setting up. I mean, what, who met with the Kentucky and Kansas State? I mean, they had a whole debriefing at halftime of how to play now. <laughs> Guys, yeah. Okay. This is yeah. a little, cause that was the most sickening under I've ever lost in my
2: life. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, so let's get let's get deep into a couple things because you're right about the NCAA. However, right, we're all in the in the corporate world. We're all in capitalism. I have an MBA economist. All I do is read about the Economist. All those books back there, I've all read them. And the reasons we have drugs in this country, reasons we have prostitution. Tomorrow, the government can shut down drugs, can shut down prostitution. And it's because 10% of the economy has to be underground. When Chad went to Vegas yesterday, they paid in cash. There was a lot of cash flowing over there that, that, that wasn't tracked, right? Because you need liquidity. We see here liquidity in the market. That is what it's talking about. So when it comes to the NCAA, you have the linkage because it's a small world between the casinos, mm-hmm. refs, right? And for they the ban refs from going to sports books, and then the ban got overturned. Steve right. Wynn is the financier for the Republican Party. He's worth what twenty three billion dollars, right? Just a trillion dollars spent on, on the NCAA tournament. So, what do you guys think? Is there an underground element talking to the rest of there as part of what you're talking about the NCAA? It has to be. It, it absolutely has to be.
1: There's <laughs> too much like money involved. Chad said, that Kansas State Kentucky first half was abysmal basketball. Right. Totally abysmal. Right. They were not hitting threes, they were not hitting the missing layups. Missing easy jump shots. Right. And then all of a sudden, they start hitting these shots. They start getting fouled. They start getting the free throw line. They start racking up points. And then, and then all the of a sudden... too. Yeah. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden...
3: I mean, then it came out, just the Tempo was... Like, both teams, they agreed on it. They made a mutual agreement. with running.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. So what happened was the NCAA... And the chair committee member, the guy that was running, and Charlie Baker, who's in charge of the NCAA, sent out a memo to these refs and said, "Hey guys, look, we're getting killed right now. No, there's no no scoring going on. We need to start scoring."
2: Now, now wait a second. Now, see, see, you threw a name out there. The very loaded name that you know well, Charlie, Charlie Baker, Brinker, right? Yeah. When I when I lived in Northeast, right? Yep. I wanted to start a restaurant in Florida. Uh. They're like, Josh, you can start a restaurant here, Boston area, New York area, but first we got to introduce you to a mob guy. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Charlie Baker was your governor. Now he's the head of the NCAA making $3 million a year. Could Charlie Baker be elected governor or or mayor of Boston without having any mob connections? No. No way. No
1: way, way. because uh, it's a bunch of bunch of mob connections up here but still it, it just comes down to the fact right that all of a sudden you go three days with about 80 percent unders right and now all of a sudden you're you're basically going over on games mm-hmm. and it and, started and you know, with that kid it has, happened in the, the, the cbi too
3: four yeah, under that, saturday four over sunday
2: right yeah so so now we know how to anticipate that and because it's crazy life is crazy you have to collaborate because that's really right. esoteric inside stuff. You got to track it. And you need need to be like a three-man team like we are, where somebody anticipates that and says, hey, this Sunday, let's go with the overs. That's a, that's how you get to 80%. You say, okay, the first three days, right? It's almost like a Mason, right? The Mason's working three and fives. The first three days, all the games went... uh under on Sunday, let's just go over. Oh, let's go over on every game. I did that in the NFL playoffs. In, so a, in a the one over we picked
1: yesterday. UConn, the UConn game. Yes. Oh my God. That didn't go over. That went under.
2: Right, that's the only game we. Well, that UConn game, I pushed at 125.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but still, that, that's the yeah. The one over that we picked. Right. That went under.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Every other game we picked was on. We we were buying into what was going on in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, the Marquette game yeah. we got right. Uh, so, the the only two games that I think we could have gone over on, maybe they should have gone over for a Hawthorne effect, was fairly Dickerson, and Florida Atlantic. Yeah, Florida Atlantic. But like to to Chad's point, uh, the fact is uh, a mutual agreement, right? In a normal basketball game, Fairley Dickerson and Florida Atlantic included, once a team gets a lead like Florida Atlantic, right? We talked about it on the podcast. You take the arrow out of the ball. Absolutely. Right? They kept running. They kept running in the Miami game. Laranaga for the first time ever. Watching Laranaga for the last time. Remember George Mason? Yeah. George yeah. Mason would get up to a lead, and then, boom, they take the air out of the ball. Right. Because right. Larry yeah. got used to coach in North Carolina forever.
1: And, and, Chad, and Chad said it. The CBI, four unders on Saturday, four overs on Sunday. <laughs> right.
2: exactly. And the first game and this
1: morning went over
3: again by flying colors this morning. <laughs> that first
2: game. So, right. You, you, so that you catch you, that, that, right? You, you, you be bet the be be over. Yeah, yeah, that
1: tells you there was a memo that was circulated. Right. Guys, stop calling fouls.
2: Stop making it. You know, get these games over anyway you have to. Right. So the way you send medals without it being tracked is on the Signal app. So they probably all have the Signal app.
1: Yeah.
2: And they're showing, okay, guys, you need to do what you need to do to uh, make this go over. And the Xavier game was ridiculous. They were it calling fat, like Fatten calls left and right get to get to get get the different. game over.
1: The Kentucky Kansas State game was was clear example of of that happening.
2: Right.
1: I mean that's the game you point to yesterday and say that's the game that the referees got something to make that game go over.
2: Right. Listen. And then you got Cal Perry who's a veteran. Yep. Got Cal Perry who who who's a veteran on that. Uh. So Fairly Dickinson got around and then. There's always a 20% luck factor, so you can only go up to 80%. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and the luck factor, this Saturday and Sunday, we saw a lot of luck factor. I mean, St. Well, the, the, Mary's, I think they needed three points in like two and a half minutes to go over. Right. Yeah. And they couldn't
2: get there. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's just... I well, think the Gonzaga game was the epitome
3: of that. Yet, so, the, there's the Kentucky game, and there's one TBI game, Duquesne and Rice... Both of those games had to go about ninety points in the second half to go over and they both did it. Egregiously under first half. I mean Memo. You know, I don't think I mean I, I need to go do some research, but I don't think ninety like point halves, like at the same time, those games are literally being played at the same time. You know? Like that that's crazy to me. Like you don't see in the playoff basketball at ninety point half, like what what is really going on? I, what were what the stakes going outside stakes? factors involved do made that happen.
2: Oh yeah. Like uh the other one well two things I'll go Gonzaga or Gonzaga.
3: Oh my
2: gosh, do not even all right, so Gonzaga, uh, this, can that, I, and I lived this through clock? before. How can
3: you get a ball rolling on the ground, pick it up from the freaking floor, go all the way up, get the shot off at point seven? They started the clock so late, they didn't start it when it touched the yeah. hand. That's not, I want to see someone shoot that shot with point seven and even get it off. Like
2: No, it should have been, number one, it should have been laid off. But I lived it through this before. One time I lost a million dollars on them, right? I had a 16. That's why I never parlay. I had 16 leg parlay in the 16th, which Coach Barnes. That's why I can't pick Coach Barnes' games. Because I'm always going to pick against him because he lost me a million dollars. Was he did not have, right? Same scenario. Almost the same scenario. Gonzaga Gen- is up at this point by eight points, and the game is under. And there's yeah. ten seconds left on the clock. All they had to do was inbound the ball and say, "Hey, we're just running out the clock because there's no way you guys can score eight points in nine seconds." What does, get, what does the Gonzaga guy do? It, 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 you got to invest. You know they're not going to do it, but you do have to investigate the Gonzaga guy. So what, because the Gonzaga guy it? hands the ball over. To TCU guy, he literally, literally, there's four Gonzaga guys wide open, and there's a TCU guy at the free throw line. He's
1: still <laughs> 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 <He's> to still- two. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other thing is, what have you seen? TCU inbounds the ball. Gonzaga catches the ball, gets the inbound play. TCU will just back off the say, Okay, we're not, we have no chance. It's over. They dribble off the clock. Game's right. over. Right. But Gonzaga decides here. It's TCU. Here's the ball for you. You take it. What, what? Really? And then it floats down and up and down and Gonzaga is up by seven or eight. It's like, okay, we got this. We're all set. No, we don't. It's just, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Right. It, it really It's is. so crazy
3: because if, if TCU didn't foul, right, they cover, they foul, so Gonzaga gets the two free throws, needs one to cover, <laughs> and then, oh, you should have seen the sports book in
2: Vegas on oh, that shot, man. Yeah, I have a I video know. of it. Everybody yeah,
3: everybody was going nuts. <laughs> <Parts> <laughs> were broken in half.
2: No, Dude, but yeah, and that and that's the thing, right? So, a lot of lessons to be learned, right? You guys, are, yeah. you know, I'm, I say ad nauseum, but that's the one: never rip one game. Always bet ten or more games. Because if you want six or seven at it, you got your profit. <laughs> what are you doing? You're walking out and you're flicking off Vegas and everybody else the way out of here. I got my profit. I'm going home. You know what I mean? It
1: it 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 stinks. It, it sucks just to sit there and go. You got this game. It, it it's all set. Right. Right. in your bag. You've already you're on your way up to cash your ticket. And then you look at the TV. It's like they it just hit a three. I just <laughs> lost my t- oh. There it goes. Goodbye. We should have seen it, man. Every because a guy was on his phone
3: too. He had it a little bit ahead of the screen. He goes, then he got fouled. He's like, oh, he makes both. It's over, and he makes both free throws. It's a cover. Right. 0.7 seven yeah. seconds left. He's walking up to cash out, and then like we're watching the screen. Why are they letting him roll it all the way to the perfect?
1: <laughs> point yeah, that, yeah, that's when well, you know the, the refs have said to the coach, "Hey." let him roll the ball up the right and, this is going over right i mean they were all in on it all tcu Gonzaga, and the rest were all in on this thing. oh no that's the thing
2: you know uh, i'll put it up here and see if you guys can see this they, they, they wanted all the live lives so everyone right. is uh, live Like they wanted everyone right. Right. Uh, let's see
3: okay everything
2: cash
3: every over number
2: that's out there. Get you it know, as high as possible. Right. Yeah. Now, I have the, the video. I'll put it up in a second. Uh, this is Modern Life with technology. They want you to put 15... Uh, I, got,
1: I, got, I got about seven, eight more minutes and I got to off. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, uh, Wasn't there a game in the tournament either Saturday or Sunday that... A team was pressing and fouling the fans Missouri. The Missouri game. Right. They were fouling down to the last fifteen seconds. And everybody yeah. in the middle was booing them. Completely booing them.
2: Right. Like what are you doing? <laughs> <They probably laughs> yeah, should
1: have yeah. known should have known something was up.
2: Oh yeah, know yeah, totally, totally. Well now we know for next time. And then when I say something you guys are like it. you guys can see the screen, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, this casino, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Then your boy's like, oh man, hey, don't grip one game, man. You lost all your money, young young fella. Do not grip on one hey, game. What, what, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, there's the Westgate. You guys in there? Where you guys oh, sitting? That's
3: the
1: theater at the Westgate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Look, he lost all his
2: money, dude. Your money's gone. He, let me see, you're ripping up your ticket in anger. Nash, the gnashing of the teeth.
3: hold
2: your you Right, so... That should make a All right, real quick, rapid fire. and then. Uh, oh, that was
3: Circa. That was Circa's spot. Oh, uh, that was Circa, okay. Yeah, Circa,
2: yeah, that's Circa. Yeah, I, was, I was at Westgate. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's yeah. All right, so rapid fire, and then... Uh, Scott, after Chad leaves, Scott and I will uh, get into the Sweet Sixteen.
3: Yeah,
2: last twenty minutes, right? Bad pick or bad luck? Uh, Xavier, we got minus five right, under one forty eight.
1: I I would say it's bad. I would say all these unders that went over is bad luck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, I I would say that i say that one was bad luck. What what do you say, Chad? Yeah, I would say it's
3: bad. no. I mean, I I I think it's a bad pick. Honestly, I mean. I just think that, that game, I mean, was gonna be an up and down. Xavier likes to run, man, and they never turn off the running. You know, they, and they, they've done that though this year. It's not the first time that, you know, they, we've seen that out of them. Right, but
2: when, when, when he's gotten the lead, he's taking the air out of the ball. I guess he wanted to big, win the Big East regular season title, give the team a rest during the conference. We talked about it before. And then he's ready for the NCAA because he's making a lot of money. That's $13 million to win.
3: Xavier's playing a team that had three games in five days, you know, that I yeah. think that maybe even made not want to crank up the running a little either.
2: Right, I think so, yeah, that would have been different. So
3: I, I, I think did yes. hear
1: that on a podcast I listened to uh um, Saturday night that the guy expected both teams to just try to run the ball up and down the court because because of the tie factor. Right. And and he was he was right. That's what they wanted to do and that's what they did.
2: Basically they're placing a bet too, right? That they have yeah. a better Strength and condition coach than the other guy. Yep.
1: Yep.
2: No doubt. All right. So I would say bad pick. Uh, Kentucky minus three. Oh, can we go on? <laughs> you and I shouldn't have bet that game because we're a fans. We're coach Cal fans. We should not bet it. So I, I would say bad pick. Bad yeah. pick. We should have let Chad pick that game. Because
3: you yeah, had a, bad, with I, Coach I, had a bad, I saw some dude at the window too, he went and bet it all on Kansas uh, state second
2: half line. Wow.
3: I was like, Oh
2: You never do that yeah, because you know yeah. if something happens To Kansas State you're fucked. <laughs>
3: It's true, but <laughs> that under—I think Kansas, the, the the side is kind of a bad pick, but that total is, is bad. Right? I mean,
2: yeah, under, yeah, I know, I know, and we we pushed that. That should have been a win. That would have it's got yeah.
1: What was it? Twenty two, twenty one. Late in the first half, I'm like, there's no way
2: they're going to win the other number. No way. O- other than the refs went to two, both locker rooms and said, "Hey, eighty percent of the games have gone under. We're gonna have to get this over in kid <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was open 12
2: 12.
1: was like three minutes left in the like, half of 3 Three. I'm like, right. There's no way. They no, I how I played
2: during the regular season. They're they're brick factory.
1: Yeah.
2: Did you get Kansas State to help uh, rebuild the Ukraine because they're nothing but bricks? <laughs> this is, this is exactly State. why the kids, uh, we'll get into it.
1: Thanks.
2: For yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Marquette. We got right. We got both sides. Marquette minus three. The under. Actually, I got it right. You guys got it wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what, what, what
2: bad pick or bad luck on you guys' part? That's bad pick
1: for me. Bad pick. Yeah. I think a little
2: bit
1: of both,
3: but definitely, I definitely a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State
2: have the home game. Tom Izzo. The, I want to talk about the refs. Marquette got no calls. Every it, it, yeah. in, in the Illustrated, at one time, I guess the Illustrated, I don't know what the announcer said, but because I had it on mute, but he had one play with a Michigan State. Put his foot out, hits the Marquette guy in the chest, knocks him down. Refs calling uh, whatever. Yeah. Then, then, then Marquette guy goes misses the Michigan State guy, puts a up a layup, and the refs yeah. like this. Yeah. But like that, you know. Yeah. It, 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 when refs are 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 dramatizing it, you know it's a fake call. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. But I predicted it, right? And, uh, so I, I got it right. Under 140. That was under the whole time because of Izzo. That's the way Izzo yeah. is. Creighton plus minus two. That under. I think that was a bad pick with that. That, that, you know, the style of play, the threes. Yeah,
3: style they can get high go over.
1: Over style.
2: We made
3: the
1: trend there and didn't evaluate the game for what it was recently by Right. Yeah, and, and we even said during the thing that uh, Bill's defense was too inconsistent. They were going to be terrible. So. You
2: yeah, know, that, that was the biggest sin we committed on Sunday. Not supposed yeah. to commit sins on Sunday. And then I would say, what about the rest of the days? Oh, you're lying in church. Well, what if you're outside church? <laughs> or you're cursing in church? Well, it doesn't matter whether you curse in church or not. Yeah. You know? Alright, so. Furley Dickerson, I gotta, I gotta Florida. Hop off. Dad. All right, man. All right, Chad. All right, no, thanks for coming God, on, man. bro. See you, you too. Thank you. Uh, Furley Dickerson, Florida Atlantic. Bad pick. I thought the Furley Dickerson guy had the right approach. He wasn't taking yeah. it too seriously. He was letting his guys have fun. We should have anticipated that, and that's going over. No doubt.
1: No doubt. I, I think the start of the game dictated it was going to be an over, which is – when they get off to a hot start, Philly tickets just started catching up. Right. And they started shooting the ball much, much better after the 5 minutes. That, that, that
2: killed us. And then it was over because really uh, it, it's what we've talked about, right? And I'm make sure I write it up, yeah. people read it and get ready to go for the next March Madness. Uh, and then other things as they come up, you know, the NFL comes up. We do really well in the NFL. We're above... But it's still the same five percentage points above what Sharp is, uh, that you have to, uh, do your research, right? You do your research and then realize that it's like the Communist Party, like the Chinese Party, everything is a lie, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the, the dad. And the son, the son's first day on Wall Street, worked hard. His only son didn't have any other kids. Make sure he went to um, Yale, undergrad. He went to Harvard to get his master's degree, he gets an MBA, starts working in Wall Street. Dad calls him up, son, hey, I don't want to bother you. I know you're busy. How was your first day at Wall Street? And he said, dad, it was good, but it seems like everybody's out to get me. And the dad's like, it doesn't seem like everybody's out to get you. Everyone is out to get you. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) So the casino's out to get you. ESPN is out to get you. The rest are out to get you. The underground, liquefied economy is out to get you. So polls, meaningless. Rankings, meaningless. Bracketology, oh, bracketology, Mm -hmm. meaningless. Meaningless. Seatings, Meaningless. Yep. FAU because of their talent, not just because of the record, but because of their talent, style of play, innovative, young coach who's smart. FAU should have been a two to a three seed. I wouldn't have made them a one seed because they didn't play all the heavyweights all year long. Right, exactly. Exactly. But they're a two or three seed with the talent and the way the way they can play. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, they were see the they were very poorly seeded. Exactly. I, listen, what it
1: is is a deal. They will never put a Florida Atlantic up at a two or three or four seed because of the conference they play in, right? The teams they play in that conference and the um, how many quad they go by quad one, and win, quad two, wins, whatever. Right. They will never have like Kansas seventeen hot-flight wins during the season. Why? Because they just don't play those teams. But those teams are just as good as everybody else. And as you see, somebody like a Princeton, who was supposedly Twice. a low seed, is a good team.
2: Yeah, no. Princeton should have been like a three or four seed. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Versus being
2: 15, and then Florida Atlantic was a 12 seed. I agree. When well, you see, oh, 12 seed, they're good because it's, it's, it's rigged Right, they're not a 16th seed, right? Right. So you know, Fairly Dickinson, uh, hot team. They're just a hot team, relaxed, and their their little short guard. If he was taller, the short guy, at, what is he five six five seven? If he was taller, number two on Fairly Dickinson, he would be a lottery pick, right? And just right. the big school, everybody, um, uh You know, didn't pick him because of his size, but that guy's a legit player, man. He's so fat, he's so quick. He has a quick jump, right? You know what I'm saying? That quick jump where he can get a shot off because he's so quick off his feet. So it doesn't matter if the taller guys guarding him. He's so quick, he has a clear view of the basket. Bam! He's lights out. He was lights out. It is. Oh, and me. here's
1: another reason Fairleigh Dickinson was playing last night. And I don't know if people realize this or not. Merrimack won that championship game, okay? And the reason they didn't go was because they were a Division Two team transitioning to a Division One schedule and team.
2: Right.
1: Well, so Fairleigh Dickinson in that championship game basically had nothing to play for.
2: Right. Okay.
1: That's why they were in the NCAA tournament, and Purdue took them for granted, saying that ah, they weren't supposed to be here. They were there's no way, and Purdue gets stung. Philly Dickinson is not a bad team. No, they just were beat by Merrimack in the championship game. So that's why people were saying, Ah, Philly Dickinson, they ain't gonna be Purdue. They ain't gonna do that. They're a good team, and
2: and for
1: people to overlook that, shame on them. Yeah, so, no,
2: and they're a good team, and. Purdue's not... They're a good team, but they're they're not an, an elite team. Right?
1: I was off Purdue
2: March 1st. Oh, February 1st, not
1: March 1st. February 1st. Why was I off Purdue? Because if you watch them play, they're not very good. No. Their guys are terrible. They have one player, Zach E. D. And he's not even that good either.
2: No, he's, he's, he's just tall. He's just
1: tall. He gets <laughs> rebounds and gets the ball. Right. But he, he's not that
2: good. No. So... Yeah. So and, and when you look at Florida Atlantic, right, and you're you're breaking them down, that's why we made money off of them. Uh, they they learn from their mistakes. They certainly sure do. So they, sure they, 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 they went toe to toe with Mississippi. They lose, you know, by a few points. Yep. They come back and they beat Florida. Yeah. So that tells me that they can go toe to toe with the uh, the best teams in the SEC. Because you say, oh, Florida and uh, Old Miss didn't make the tournament. Believe me, the margin between teams that don't make the tournament and teams that do make the tournament and are elite very in the SEC, very little. Very minded. Yep. A play here, a play there. Yep. And the fact that they're consistent, right? They only lost three games the whole year. And the teams they lost to were to uh, the second team, In the regular season standings, uh, Ole Miss, an SEC team, which they barely lost to, right? And then their third loss was to Middle Tennessee State, the third team in the conference. So they beat all the bad teams they played, right? They showed up every night to play. They like playing, which makes a big difference. That's why they made us money the first two games. Yes. All right, so Gonzaga was luck. Miami... We had the plus two, under 145. I would say that, I don't know, because Laranega, we we know what his, he, he, Laronega was off script last night. Now we know why. Maybe we could have said, what do you think, Scott?
1: (laughs) He certainly was off script. The thing with Miami is, and I I said it, I think I said it in the conference previews, is that they score a lot and they give up a lot. Right. And in the first round, they didn't score a lot because one of their guys was, had an off-shooting night, and that their forward was coming back from an ankle injury. Right. So they were they were dead in the water until they went on a sixteen to one run to close that straight game out the first right. round. sometimes when that happens, teams just get a take a breath and say, now we can play. And they certainly played against Indiana last night. I, I just think Indiana did not show up defensively at all, and I think that helped Miami in a major, major way.
2: And, then, and I, I don't think, think Indiana, Indiana is that is as good. Exactly, what does people think? Exactly. Indiana, <laughs> yeah, the,
1: you know, you've been on the the, the TJD,
2: right? Uh, thing. He's just
1: he last night. He was just a guy playing last night. Next time 20, we see uh, points.
2: next time we see Trace Jackson Davis, he will be in the G League making thirty grand a year. Yes,
1: yeah, He, uh. He looked like just the guy that was playing out there, even though he scored
2: 20, 23, 24 points. I forget what he scored, but he scored 20. In the yeah, because he gave him the ball all the time. Yeah. You got a traditional NBA coach in Woodson who believes in feeding the post. That's why he. Yeah. You know, he's a tall kid, he got. he got chances.
1: And Larry Nag is a Final
2: Four coach, too.
1: He took George Mason in the Final Four.
2: George he's Mason. Coach, as people forget. Yes. Yeah. So. And that team was very talented. They were, they, every, every guy had a role and did the world, world perfectly. Even the yep. guy coming off the bench. That's how Absolutely. George Mason got in there. I remember that. Absolutely. So they bet George Mason all the way. Individually. Yep. <laughs> each game. Broken down. Because that that year, the Atlantic 10 was the best conference in basketball. And people didn't. The, they had no credit. no credit. No credit. Uh, <laughs> The 5th and 6th team, I remember that year, the 5th and 6th team in the Atlantic 10 got cheated. And the only reason the top four went, because in the non-conference, all those teams beat multiple. They beat Georgetown. They beat Villanova. That's when Villanova was hot with Jay Wright. All those teams beat everybody. They beat UCLA. They beat Michigan State. They beat Kentucky. They all beat all of them. All of them. And, and they, you exactly. couldn't deny all four. And that was St. Joe's team, Aaron McKee, and all this and that. Uh, you know, with that guy who's now the assistant in Michigan. Uh, you know, you had St. Joe's. You had uh, George Mason. You had Chaka Khan, right? Chaka Smart, GCU. Oh, right. They made yeah. the Final yeah. Four. I think there were two Atlantic 10 teams in the Final Four. That was a mistake.
1: Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the loyal Chicago was the. They at least went the elite data, I don't remember,
2: but they were they're in the mix right there, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. so you know everybody says on oh, these small schools they aren't any good, yeah, yeah, but
2: good. they are really good, marginal they're utility, good. right, two hundred are elite, but two o one to a thousand there's not much, and if you work hard, those two o one to a thousand, you look at a guy like Terry Porter, Terry Porter is an right. eight seventy guy. He ends up being a perennial all-star in the NBA because he worked himself into it.
1: Yeah, and, and and look at, okay, we never, me and you don't call these upsets, but let's just let's just play along with for right. right. Look at all these lower seeds that are playing in the Sweet 16 right. that people call upsets. Okay? Princeton did not upset anybody. No. Okay? Florida yeah. Atlantic did not upset anybody. No. They've been a good Memphis team, yes. And then they, they beat a, a a tough Philly Dickinson team. Right. Okay? I get that. San Diego State, nobody had them go to the, the
2: Sweet 16. No. They're
1: there. And they play in Alabama. Right. Who's the number one suit who's really good.
2: So... Talent-wise, okay. if San Diego State was at the airport and Alabama was at the airport, you wouldn't know the difference between neither team. Absolutely.
1: No question. No question. No doubt.
2: All right. So, we'll go through these games real quick. Eight minutes. Okay. Michigan State, Kansas State, You both of you and I already bet Michigan State. Either yes. the money line or there. The total started out at 137.5. Uh, I'm leaning towards betting that right now under yeah. before it starts
1: dropping. I, I think there's going to be an overreaction to Sunday. Right. And I think people are going to bet the over because when they look at it, they see Michigan State. And they see Kansas State, who just scored a lot of points. Right. So, Tom Izzo, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. The Michigan State win, I think Tom Izzo's going to the Final Four. Right. I think he's going to the Final Four. Because if you give this guy four days to get ready for K State, he will come up with a game plan to shut them down. Especially so, I, like I at defense. least think they're going to the Elite Eight. I at least think they're going to the Elite Eight. And I would not be surprised if they go to the Final Four. It's in New York. Michigan State, you know, Maquette's out now. Right. Okay. The number one seed is out now. That's wide open. Do you trust Tennessee to go to the Final Four out of that region?
2: Without a guard? Final Four.
1: Do you trust Florida Atlantic over Michigan State? I don't because of the coaching. So I. I and the concerned. referees.
2: The referees are going to be all on Michigan State. Because now they're the story. They want Michigan State to be the story and not Alabama with the they shootings. They certainly do. With the shootings bringing a gun to a murder and stuff like that. That's why you gotta pay attention to the news. I hate the news. I hate the, nobody hates the news more than me. It's depressing. Yeah. But you gotta pay attention when you're sports betting because it does influence. Whenever I say no, it doesn't influence this conspiracy theory, I end up losing money. <laughs> right? <laughs> yesterday included. <laughs> I should have been conspiratorial. The more conspiratorial I was, I made a made more money yesterday. Alright, lesson learned. Uh, next game that day is Arkansas, or like Anna, she reminded me yesterday, Kansas. is Arkansas. <laughs> uh, man, I like that, I like them plus four against UConn to be in a tight game, cause Muscleman, he's an NBA coach, right? So he knows how to, uh, strategize for a game, and he knows in-game adjustments. And Hurley is Hurley. He's going to do his style and try to wear Arkansas down. And I don't think they can wear Arkansas down. So it's going to be a very, very close game at the end. That if you give me four points, which is more than a three pointer, so I don't get killed by some random three pointer late. I like the plus four in this. What's going to be 140? The game's gonna be right at right at that one forty marker. I
1: know.
2: Yeah. What what do you think, Scott?
1: So this is very this is very familiar territory for Arkansas. They were four point underdogs against Kansas. Right. Kansas is a better team than UConn. No question about it. (laughs) No. Okay. UConn, the first two games, has played a terrible first half and has played a great second half. They've been they've been they struggled the first. This game. Arkansas, or Arkansas, however <laughs> you want to pronounce it, will take advantage of that. Right, Arkansas is a very good shooting basketball team. They can run. They can slow down. They've been to the Elite Eight two years in a row. There's a reason why Musselman is, is an right. excellent coach. He's a top five to eight coach in the NCAA, NCAA uh, field right now for the first 68. Right. I like Arkansas plus four. And I like the game to sneak over because I think UConn is going to have to run without oh, yeah. Arkansas. And I think that's going to present easier opportunities for both teams. So I, I think it slightly goes up, Just barely goes over. But I think it goes over.
2: I agree. Uh This game is going to be a hot game. It's going to be good. Uh Florida Atlantic against Tennessee. Florida Atlanta has something to prove. Tennessee is going to be the hot shot. But this this is, I'm getting five points. The strength of Florida Atlanta, like we saw last night, is their guard and guard depth. One of those guards sits down to rest. The guy coming off the bench is just as good or better than him. And Tennessee is missing their point guard from they had all season. And they're having forwards and suffering the ball down the court. They're going to steal the ball from them in the beginning. You're going to see some steals, and it's going to be hard for Tennessee to get in that offense, and they're going to have to rely on their defense. Problem is the speed of Florida Atlantic, and I like their coach. He reminds me of Pat Riley and the Lakers. They will advance the ball quickly off a made basket before Tennessee can set their defense. I think that's a big shot because Tennessee is bigger, and they do play well defense. They're big but quick at the same time. But that secondary break, that quickness, nothing you can do about quickness, and you're missing your guard, give me uh, Florida Atlanta plus the five, and you're sitting, give me 131, I'm betting that, now. I'm betting the over now. I'm betting the over 131 now.
1: So here's, so here's what what you'll hear for the next three days. Florida Atlantic's pass was easy. They beat Memphis, they beat Philly Dickinson. It was easy. Okay, go with that theory. Go ahead. I do Go with that theory. Tennessee played the national championship game against Duke and people. Man. Okay. When a team gets on a high to play a team, they usually generally come down. And that's what's going to happen with Tennessee, I think. Defensively, really, really good. I give them full credit. They're a really good defensive team. Offensively, they have trouble putting the ball in the basket. Florida Atlantic will capitalize on that. I love Florida Atlantic plus five. And I'm going to agree with you. I'm, I'm betting you over now. Uh, 130. 131, you said? 131. Oh, gosh. I'm betting you over. Because,
2: because the the, time, I, I think I think Florida Atlantic is going to put... I wouldn't be shocked if Florida Atlantic has a 20-point lead at halftime. On no, Tennessee. Oh, and then no, Tennessee no. has to come back. and That defensive style fly out the window.
1: Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I, I just think... That's disrespect to Florida Atlantic. I hope they I hope they play this card. But
2: they're being disrespected by right. people. So. This game will be hot. Uh, Gonzaga against UCLA. UCLA's favored by two points. And the total is 146 in climbing. So I'm going to wait for this to climb. I'm going to go under because of Cronin. Cronin wants to put Operation Lockdown. Give me UCLA on the money line because it'll be a crazy game. UCLA on the money line, under 146 or whatever it balloons to. And believe me, it's going to balloon with those L.A. billionaires heading to Vegas and plopping out a million dollars on the favorite UCLA in the over. So I might get an under 150.
1: So The worst worst thing for us is that we lost the, the total <laughs> on the Gonzaga game against TCU. Right. The best thing is it's going to balloon it. To one fifty one, one fifty two, this for this game right. before this game tips because of that. And, uh, and UCLA will not allow Gonzaga to score eighty points again. No. This won't happen. Mick Cronin will do something, whether it be slow it down, whether it be take away the best, or whatever Literally. he's going to do
2: something. Um, Tiger Campbell is going to walk the the ball up the court.
1: I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I'm taking UCLA in the money line. I don't uh, this game. This game could really go either way for me. Um, but UCLA, I like a little bit more in this situation. I, I think UCLA has met a lot of the challenges that, that have come across in front of them all year long, except for the Pac-12 championship game where they lost that. Um, but I, I think UCLA is on a nice little roll here. If they stop sh- following three-point shooters with five seconds left in the game, <laughs> they'll be fine. Um but I like you saying on the money line, and I'm with you. I'm going to wait till this balloon's to
2: 152. Right. And I'm going to cut the other. And then I'm going to go the other way. All right. So, All right. So we're at our time limit for day two. Do you want to do a line keep, change? We
1: can keep going. We can hammer out the rest of them.
2: Okay. I got a couple of minutes. So. All right. Because, you know, we'll do a live stream Thursday, Friday, yep. Saturday. So you're up for it? All right. No. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we'll go through these other games real quick. Yep. Uh, man, I'm betting this right now. I already bet it. But I already bet it's going up. Which so I might changing. have to bet again to, because the number's going up for an explicable reason, which is good. Now it makes sense for me now. Make the games on Sunday. I'll go over and have everybody just start hammering over. <laughs> 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 and we're going to have to go the other way. Because now it started at 135. Now it's at 137. Folks, I'm 11-0, San Diego State under. <laughs> now, now, Now the line's going up. I might have to double down on San Diego State have to t- it, it, oh it, it man, the other. T- and then I'm getting eight points climbing. It started at six and now it's at eight. Can this get to ten points? By game time, give me San Diego State. San Diego State has been... San Diego State, up right? And I've been watching basketball my whole life. I've been $100,000 in the NCAA tournament once. This year, what have you done for me lately? I was 80%, we were, right? We were 80% because, uh, Scott gave me like three or four picks that I would not have been 80% without Scott's picks. So we are, I do not have a mouse in my pocket. So when I say <laughs> we is Scott and I, Scott and I, 80% first today. We're 63% for the tournament, 59% is sharp. So I'm telling you, San Diego State is a better Basketball team than Alabama. Maybe Alabama's a better track team. Maybe they can hurdle faster. They can run faster. They have a guy who brought a gun. I'm not gonna call him a criminal. I'm, I'm just gonna stick to the facts. He brought a gun to what became a crime scene, and there's a body. Somebody's dead, and he <laughs> delivered the weapon. Right? He's gonna go to the NBA lottery pick. San Diego State is a better basketball team, better fundamentals. They play better defense, and their athletes, one through eight, or whoever comes on the court, is just as good as Alabama. What do you think about that game? I like that game. That that's a monetization game. You bet a little extra on these things.
1: Oh, Alabama played Maryland. <laughs> Maryland is San Diego State, light. But why? Because they play fairly good defense. Not great. Right. Fairly good. <laughs> Alabama had problems with them until midway to a, a little bit earlier than midway to the second half. And they just had scoring because I think Maryland just basically said, you know what, we're done. We won our game.
2: Let's get out. And yeah, we're tired. They're, they're exhausted. They don't want to get people hurt. And Alabama yeah. was playing then, at home. It was in Birmingham.
1: And, that's another, and that was in Birmingham, It was a total Alabama crowd. And the other thing is the strength and conditioning staffs have not done a good job with these these players.
2: No, they have all. They look horrible, job. tired.
1: So we get to San Diego State. What do they do? Slow down basketball with defense, right? Okay. Coaching staff is smarter than than almost any other coaching staff in the tournament. What are they, they going to do?
2: They, they, they won a, a title. You got to remember way, that. Dutcher won an NCAA title with Fisher. Uh, it's actually before okay. the Fab Five. Then they exactly. recruited, Dutcher was the one who recruited the Fab Five. It wasn't Fisher. It was Dutcher. He was the assistant. And he's the one who recruited Choir Leonard. Right. right. <laughs> to San Diego State. So what So what? does
1: what, what everybody think San Diego State going to do? Say, oh, Alabama's the best team in the tournament. We're, we're just going to let it. Of course. San Diego State, the under. I've already met it. Okay, came out on DraftKings at two about oh, two o'clock yesterday. Yeah, because I messaged Josh and told him what it was. It yeah. was at that point it was six points and one thirty-five, and now the spread's gone up, the toll has gone up. Bet it again. I'm going under, and I'm going San Diego State because I think San Diego State can beat Alabama. Right. Beyond that, not picking it that way.
2: Yeah, put five see, ten bucks can, on the money line. Absolutely. Like we did that, Princeton.
1: Maybe an option I can go with, but. <laughs> Alabama has not is not a defensive team like San Diego State uh, in in during the season. Plus two two
2: eighty five right now, plus two ninety yeah. San Diego State.
1: I might bet it because it's going to go plus over plus three hundred.
2: You know, you you put a couple hundred bucks on this and that, and put ten yeah. on on uh, on that on
1: the money line.
2: Yeah, yeah. so because, San Diego State give me be, Diego, I don't Believe me, Quan Leonard is at the San Diego State practice there. Oh, no no. doubt. He he's on the scout team uh, playing Miller. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Because they're right there in vicinity. You know, I drive and I see him. Next game, very good game. Another game, uh, the screams the under, right? Because you got Larnada, it's Hampson. and south style of play. It's now minus seven. Look for Miami to cover the seven points. And... This is actually going the other way. So if you like the under bet, I'm going to bet the under right now. Once we, uh, end the podcast, I'm going to bet the under because it's going the other way. It started at 38.5. Now it's 37.5. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a championship drag out game in the sixties, which is 120. So that gives me a lot of, lot of, lot of leeway. 137.
1: You want, you want two breaking news college basketball stories? Uh oh. Patino agrees to St. John's. Got it. So he's gone to St. John's. Cooley agrees to go to Georgetown. Wow. So those two just just broke.
2: So that makes it 90%. So by doing research, when a coach is about to leave, their team doesn't cover, and Providence didn't cover, because his mind was already at Georgetown. He's recruiting for Georgetown.
1: Agreed.
2: Agreed. <laughs> so, so if you agree. have that information... You totally bet against Providence in the NCAA tournament because the man's mind's already at Georgetown. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, is one of the richest places in the country. I have stories about that place. Uh, they should have paid up giving Coach Cooley a little bit more money. I agree. Instead of being arrogant, just taking that Big East money and this and that, because now there's you're no going to have to play there, in Georgetown.
1: There's no, there's no way Providence is a successful a program. No. it If Ed Cooley's not there as their coach. No No way.
2: No.
1: I agree. And I I am picking Miami. I'm with you 100%. I'm picking Miami. The reason why I think Houston's favored by seven is because what they did to Auburn.
0: But Auburn is not a good basketball
1: shooting team. And defensively, they struggle at times. And Houston uh, blew that apart for them. So That's why you don't want
2: ESPN. You're ESPN. you're, You're hammering Houston right now. Yeah. Do not watch ESPN. Yeah. The line is climbing. at Seven Miami and H- Houston is missing. Uh, Sasser's not at a hundred percent. They're the point guard yeah. in, in a slow down team, defensive team like that. You need your point guard to be able to be, you know, to be at a hundred percent.
1: Go listen to ESPN. Get it to ten. Get it
2: to ten. <laughs> get, to, get it to
1: fifteen. Come on. Get it absolutely, absolutely. Everybody thinks Houston's the best team left in the NCAA tournament. And I, I seriously don't think so.
2: All right. No. So, man, this, I'm, I'm betting these now. Yeah, uh, I am
1: in the, in the under. Yeah. I think
2: is going to play defense in this game. For instance, I, I saw, and that's what you have to see with your own eyes. Uh, you know, billionaire, old Jewish guy who helped me, mentored me in the finance world. To Josh, the most important thing in finance and business and money is you see with your eyes. Bill Harrington up in your area. On the car dealers in New Hampshire. See with your eyes. Princeton is a better basketball team than Creighton. They got better athletes, better players. They shoot better. They're taller. However, Creighton, because they're in the Big East, and because ESPN, they're 10-point favorites. (laughs) Princeton. Princeton. Princeton, and then the total's 140. What what, what
1: what? have people been watching?
2: Right. Princeton's played two great games.
1: Right. Okay? Great teams. Creighton beat a bad Baylor team. Right. They beat a bad Baylor team. Right. Baylor was, was highly seeded because of the conference they play in and because of the. Maybe they beat Kansas this year. I don't remember if they did or not. Right. If they beat right. Kansas, everybody's. Going nuts over them. Okay. All Princeton's done is beat two teams that are, are pretty good, are pretty good in Arizona. Right. In the first and yesterday and Saturday or yesterday, I forget which, which day it was. Okay. Creighton has not beaten a really good team in this tournament. No. Princeton has beaten a really good Arizona team in this tournament. Okay. So get it to 12, get it, to, get, again, get it to 15. Watch ESPN. They're all over Creighton, probably. Perfect. I haven't watched them, but they're all over Creighton.
2: Right. I'm
1: taking Princeton. I'm taking the under. What's the, what's the over-under? Uh,
2: 140.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's because Creighton scored 83
2: points yesterday. Right. Or 86, whatever they scored. It's going under. It's back it's to the under. Unders. It's back to the under, and then on the weekend, it might go around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this this is Princeton and an under the person could be an underdog by 13 points before the tip off, so.
2: Yeah. In the end, Vegas making Ooh. that money, but we're in business with Vegas. And then the last game of the Sweet 16 is Xavier, friends from Xavier, against Texas. Uh, the over-under is 147.
1: What do you think, Scott? Oh, <laughs> Here we go. I mean, this is Here we, we go again. To, to, yes,
2: to we got to bet that now. Uh, it, it is. This is going down. It started at one forty eight and a half. It's been bet down to one forty seven. So we bet that okay. now. Bet yeah. Under one forty seven. Under one forty seven. That's that's number one. Uh, if Texas doesn't Texas. clown around, because they clowned around last game. Yeah. Last game they had a clear talent advantage. Guys were laughing the whole game. The other team got up by yeah. side. The, the sidelines were laughing. And then Ratna yeah. Terry was like, come on, guys. And boom, they turned it on. They looked good when they turned it on. Then they started yeah, laughing. Texas,
1: I, I think Texas is going to win this game.
2: I by more think than four them. points. Yeah, by more than four points.
1: Yeah, yeah, four, but they're going to win by seven or or eight in this game. Right. I, I, just, I think Texas gets the Final Four out of this region. I really do, because... Because
2: Houston's apps.
1: the one seed. Houston's the one seed. And they Houston's might be out this game. game. Yeah. yeah, Houston is the one seed. Yeah. I can see Miami beating them, oh, to yeah. be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Um, But I, I like Texas in this spot. I just think that uh, the the Final Four is in Houston this year or something like that, right? So I, ah, I think Texas. okay. I, I believe so. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. San Antonio, so, maybe. The Alamo don't. Yeah. I want to say. Same thing. So that, same thing.
2: Uh I lived in Austin for two years, and yeah. it's an hour-and-a-half, two-hour drive between um, Austin and San Antonio. Yeah,
3: And so then it, and so the same, same for isn't...
2: the other direction to Houston. It's two hours to Houston. San Antonio is actually closer. You can get to San Antonio in 40 minutes, the Riverwalk. So
1: here's a conspiracy theory for you. The NCAA would love to have the Enrique of Texas played in San Antonio. Right. So I will take Texas.
2: That's why they put Houston gonna... and Texas in the same region so either one of them gets in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I think here's what I think. If Houston beats Miami, Texas and Xavier will be a really close game. If Miami beats Houston, Texas is gonna win by ten. Right. I think. Because they, they want one Texas team in the final four. And that'll be huge for the NCAA. They, they'll market that thing up completely. Right. If Texas is in there. So you gotta give me Texas and give, and get, bet the under now before it goes down even more. Cause it's going down. So you gotta bet it now. Bet the side. You I mean, bet the total. You don't have to bet the side right now. Right. Because that, that might, that'll probably stay right at four. But the total is coming down as Josh said, you know, day by day. So.
2: Yeah, so the final four is in, uh, NRG Stadium, Houston. Texas. Houston set. Houston, yep. Yeah. So, so you gotta go yeah. to the under because that's a football stadium.
1: Yeah, So Houston being there might be the
2: way that the NCAA goes with this.
1: Right. University of Houston in NRG Stadium. So I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research on
2: that. But it's the, it's the same I thing. It's the same thing because Houston, they go into the Big 12, uh, Texas is the Big school in Texas, the big money yes. school in Texas. So they would rather run the Absolutely. Longhorns there. Uh, yeah. Austin again. Austin is a two-hour ride, which is right there. So the whole yeah. campus, the whole Texas campus, will be in there to fill the tickets. So exactly. exactly. So yeah. Exactly. So definitely. That's that. All right. So final yeah. words, Scott.
1: I am going to hop off after the final after we we close. Um, sure. Just watch the bet. There's a couple of them you need to bet now. Right. Texas Xavier San Diego State, Michigan State on the side. Bet those now. Those those are going to change probably a little bit. San Diego State might it's the number might go up might go down but it's already gone up so bet right. it now. Um, you know, and keep an eye on it. The injuries. Houston point guy. He's injured right now. Right. Tennessee has an injury. You know, keep an eye on those. Those change the outcomes of games if those guys come back and they're 100%. So exactly. you gotta keep your, your, You got to keep your ear to the news, keep your ear to the grindstone. and Don't listen to do any research. commentary
2: because what it does, it clutters your brain. Because it That's sounds right. good. It sounds good. If you don't know, it sounds good. Just find out where the game is at, who's playing, see with your eyes who's playing, all right? Right, that means who's hurt. And and because these teams are so good, these coaches are so good, it, it did it makes no difference. These players are so good. They're so close to yeah. in, in talent that it does not make any difference against inferior talent or coaching. But when the coaching is close to being equal and the talent is close to being equal, that's where these missing players comes in. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't and have he, to give he, extra sports a thousand dollars. Go ahead.
1: And the other thing is, keep an eye like like, Tennessee just beat Duke. Right. That's the national championship game. Right. So you, you want to bet Florida Atlantic in the game because Tennessee's going to come down a bunch. Right. And Florida Atlantic's going to capitalize on that. So that that's the other thing I wanted to mention, too.
2: No, and, that, and that's the, the insight you have as a coach. Because you yeah. knew after, you coached 30 years. So after mm-hmm. your first five years, right, you knew you can only get your team sky high. <laughs> That all it's like a spin class, right? A spin class, you like go to 5, 7, and 10. You can't do the whole spin class at 10.
3: You can't.
2: You, so you, can. you can only get a football team, you can get only two or three times you can get them sky high. But a basketball team, because of the length of the season, maybe five times. So exactly. coach got them sky high, he was sky high. Usually you see Varn sitting down the whole time. He was jumping up acting crazy. So you don't have to pay action sports a $1,000. For information. Listen to the, our podcast. We do a lot of research on our But our research, our statistics... Are filtered... Are earmarked... Are distilled... To what put, puts money in your pocket. So what's in Churchill's set? And we do this because collaboration... Information we get from people... Is vital. Because one game changed different... In Than information we get from the people feedback we get from it. We got a lot of feedback from the NCA. We like it, a lot of questions. It can make the difference in being profitable and we're not gonna live forever. So one extra day you get profitable means a lot, a lot of value. So Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SEC Podcast Network.
3: Recording stopped
0: I'm not taking off my clothes today. I'm styling and profiling.